Hi, my name's Sam Webster and I teach anatomy and embryology at Swansea University uh, with Chris Summers, who you may have heard last week, struggling to fit the anatomy of the year into five minutes as an ear, nose and throat surgeon. Don't worry, you'll hear plenty more. Um, this week, I wanted to talk about the pituitary gland because we were talking about the thyroid gland last week and it kind of fits. Anyway, enough rambling. Right, five minute timer started. Um, so what is the pituitary gland? Well, it's a major homeostasis controlling centre. That is, it produces hormones that travel in the blood throughout the body to act upon cells and organs distant to it all around the body. That means it's an endocrine organ because it's secreting hormones into the blood rather than onto an external surface. So it's an endocrine organ. And it also gets called the master gland because it has such a wide range of effects. And the fun bit is it actually often acts upon other glands that produce other hormones that have other effects, such as the thyroid gland that we were talking about the other week. So um, to give a few of its jobs it acts upon growth blood pressure the thyroid gland so metabolic rate um, the water balance in the body so the amount of water and and what have you which then has an effect on blood pressure um, it has a role in regulating body temperature in lactation in the menstrual cycle in childbirth and and many many more um, so some of the hormones it produces are adrenocorticotrophic hormone also known as ACTH adreno okay so that's going to act on the adrenal glands which produce um cortisol yeah okay so it has uh, effects on stress and what have you and driving other processes in the body it produces antidiuretic hormone or vasopressin also known as ADH follicle stimulating hormone FSH growth hormone GH uh, luteinizing hormone, LH, I said growth hormones obviously involved in growth. Follicle stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone are involved in the menstrual cycle. Antidiuretic hormone or vasopressin, that's involved in the water balance stuff I was talking about earlier. We've got prolactin and thyroid stimulating hormone, which acts on the thyroid gland, which then also goes on to affect the metabolic rate uh, and also oxytocin. Although, as we'll see, oxytocin and vasopressin come from somewhere else. Um, okay, so what about the anatomy then? Well, the pituitary gland is also known as the hypophysis, hypophysis, hypophysis. So physis being a growth, this suggests that it's a down growth from the brain. And it is partly. So part of the pituitary gland has grown down from the brain and part of the pituitary gland has grown up from the roof of the mouth. And it's attached to the brain directly. It's attached to the hypothalamus, another important regulating centre of the brain. It's attached by a stalk called the infundibulum. And it is directly affected by the hypothalamus and the brain. For example, oxytocin is made in the hypothalamus, sent down neurons into the posterior pituitary and released into the blood, which then goes off around the body and has an effect on other tissues. Seems like a roundabout way to do it, to do it but hey, that, that's mammal brains for you. Um, the pituitary gland is about the size and shape of a pea. If you put your finger like to the bridge of your nose and you go up a bit, uh, it's about four or five centimetres posterior to that. If you've got a skull, as in like 
a skull without a brain in it and stuff it's easy to see where the pituitary gland lives because if you look inside the cranial cavity there's a, a big central depression in the sphenoid bone which is the cella turtica the turkish saddle like a saddle that occurs around you and the pituitary gland sits in there surrounded on all sides by bone except the top it's surrounded by dura mater and covered over by dura mater leaving a little hole for the infundibulum, the stalk, to pass up to the hypothalamus through. And the optic nerves, the optic chiasm, are superior to the pituitary gland, so in the only bit it can push up into, out of the bone, as it were. Um, it has two major lobes, an anterior lobe and a posterior lobe. The ad anterior lobe is also known as the adenohypophysis, and this is the really glandular bit. If you look in here, it looks like you've got a load of glandular secreting cells and you have different cell types producing those different hormones uh, the posterior lobe is the neurohypothesis and it looks more neural because it is and this is the downgrowth the connection to the hypothalamus and there's a, a very minor intermediate lobe in between certainly very minor in humans anyway there is a hypophysial portal system of tiny blood vessels linking the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland which means that the hypothalamus can produce um, signals that pass through those little tiny blood vessels down to the pituitary gland oh there's my timer which then affects the secreting cells in the pituitary gland to secrete or stop secreting the things that they secrete so the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland are linked by tiny blood vessels and the nerves that pass into the posterior pituitary cool huh final point if endocrine cells in the pituitary gland form a tumor they will probably produce more of one type of hormone than normal giving effects related to having too much of that hormone but if that tumour grows, there's only one direction it can grow in, and that's up superiorly because it's surrounded by bone. Now, if it grows up, it may press on the optic nerves, the optic chiasm, and cause changes to vision. So, symptoms from a pituitary tumour can be rather interesting. All right, done. Stop talking. See you next week. <laughs>